The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. I'm very glad that you're listening, and thank you so much for liking our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page and for making comments, and thank you for letting me know what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. And I want to thank you also for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community, your family members, your other communities know about us here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. It's great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality and to know that the guests that I bring you are touching your heart, opening your mind and inspiring you and giving you new possibilities for your recovery and your spirituality. Every week we talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down-to-earth, knowledgeable, and innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people, and we're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live via your computer, via your smartphone. You can also go to Stitcher.com and download their app, search for Spirit of Recovery. You can listen uh, via iTunes. You can listen via Alexa. If you have an Alexa-enabled device, just ask Alexa to play Unity Online Radio. Uh, you can certainly uh, listen again via you know, just your uh, web browser, UnityOnlineRadio.org. And uh, you can also listen at your leisure. We've got lots of great uh, years worth of podcasts. So you can go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery and just find a wide variety of speakers and programs there to listen at your leisure. And also you can certainly access those through those other platforms. I want you to know that the spirit of recovery is a welcoming place, and if you're a person from in, that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, or if you're the family member or, or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, or you're just curious about what um, recovery is all about, you're really welcome here. We're glad you're listening. If you want to call in a question uh, or comment for my guest on our topic of the day, uh, you're welcome to do that. I encourage you to do that. I always want to give a shout out to family members and friends is that uh, family members and friends have recovery options as well to let go of all that enabling and that focusing on other people. There are 12-step programs, there are therapies, there's books galore and websites and all kind of things for family members and friends to engage in their or our own community because that's my uh, situation as a family member. 
Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor, and I'm a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction, and over 36 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And uh, ever since then, my walk has been an integration of unity and recovery principles, and that keeps transforming my life, and it keeps me growing in ever deeper ways. So I am grateful, and I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share with you these uh, ideas and to bring you great guests. And... um I also want you to know that if you like what you hear on Spirit of Recovery or any of the other great programs on UnityOnlineRadio.org, and if you'd like to support this nonprofit radio station uh, financially, you can do that. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone, and you can make a one-time or a recurring contribution. So um, our topic today is recovery plus joy equals inspired living. Uh, you know, recovery opens the door to inspired living. That's the, the point of it. And long-term recovery really invites us into creativity and connection and joy. And my guest today has been with us before, and I know you're going to enjoy hearing her again. Uh, my guest today is Sandy McKinney. She is a unity minister, and she's also a person who's celebrating over 43 years of recovery. And uh, Sandy has a passion for women's empowerment, for social justice, for community healing, and for interfaith community. And uh, she's going to be sharing with us today how recovery supports and motivates her uh, to be actively engaged in leadership in her community uh, to create a healthier, a ju- more just, and a more inclusive world. She ran a successful political campaign, um, and she now represents District 2 of the Eau Claire, Wisconsin County Board of Supervisors. She also serves as a member of the advisory circle of an organization called Venerable Women, and I know she's going to share with us about that today. And um, she's also uh, very involved in leadership in an organization called Jonah, J-O-N-A-H, which she'll tell us more about. And they uh, serve the interfaith community and do lots of really neat things in the community and, and beyond. So, um, Sandy, welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Oh, thank you, Anna. It's so, it's so great to be back with you. I really appreciate you asking. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, again, I'm really glad you're here, and uh, I love to have you on Spirit of Recovery, Sandy, because you, uh, to me, really embody the fruits of what can happen for us and what we can choose, I guess, is really a better way to say it, in long-term recovery, because um, you you ground yourself in recovery and you participate in you know recovery activities that's your base and from that you've you've gone forward in lots of ways to really engage in living so you know i really appreciate that and it's it's a wonderful role model and a, a wonderful uh opportunity for everybody to to see that and see and everybody has the opportunity to really engage that's what recovery does is it opens those doors so thanks for being back with us well i certainly had a lot of gifts and a lot of great people that have uh, come across my path in my years of recovery that have been such incredible resources Uh, one of those is you of course and uh, just many tools that have helped me to come to this stage in my life where I can really say that, yes, every day I can find the joy. And uh, I really appreciate that. and probably didn't appreciate that as much when I was younger as I do now. Right, for sure. Well, just, just to tell us a little bit, just to kind of qualify, I guess, as they say, just tell us briefly about what, what life was like before recovery for you and what propelled you into recovery and then, you know, Again, opening out to the many things that you're engaged in now and have been since you came into the doors of recovery. Right. Well, you know, I I came to, uh, I was very shy as a young person. And when I discovered um, alcohol, it was like magic. And I do believe that I probably had uh, physical a response to how alcohol, you know, much like they talk about the physical 
thing for some people when they use alcohol, but it was magical. And, of course, the more I drank, the bigger my tolerance, until one day they said, you've had too much. And it's time for, they sent me off to treatment where, uh, that was in Minnesota, and I was blessed to just really experience in treatment an incredible turnaround in seeing that uh, this was an illness, I could relate to all the symptoms, and uh, willingness to do everything I was told to do in order to maintain uh, sobriety and to experience a healing. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. I know that doesn't happen for a lot of people, and I really see that as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when for I got sure. involved following treatment in my AA community back where in my home, uh, I can remember at that time being in five meetings a week and and really grateful for that first year and of of building a strong foundation. I can look back and see that how important that was. And then a sponsor saying, okay, now it's time to go to church. And I was sober a year, and, of course, that was the Unity Church. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just also, like you said, and really appreciate the partnership that Unity and AA coming together gave me the gifts and the strength and just the tools to work with. I just think it's an incredible partnership. Uh, when you can combine those two things and, and how I've been able then to grow spiritually. And I've been with Unity uh, ever since that uh, first year of sobriety. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful every day, counting my gr- gratitude. So mm-hmm. the tools that were given to me through those two entities. Right. Yeah, thank you. Tell us some more about um about your unity experience. What because uh again that's such an important part of your life obviously and has right. been as you say for a long time. What uh what are what are the unity tools that you use the the principles or what what supports you uh, from you that know, unity I, point of view? When I went to my first unity church, it was in uh, Davenport, Iowa where I was living. And I just had that feeling that everybody talks about when they first walk in. Oh, I'm home. <laughs> I know a lot of people can relate to that. Um, just that, you know, I had a strong uh, faith growing up in a Presbyterian church, but it was always something that was just in my head. Uh, when I found unity, it was like it went to a different place within me. You know, this was... Uh, uh, kind of annoying that I was in the right place, and then having some guidance and teachers along the way. I've been uh, blessed with having many unity leaders and teachers uh, along my path as I moved around, and and even lived in places in the country where there were no unity groups, and then able to use the books that are written and the tapes. Um, Martha Judici, I remember listening to her on tape mm-hmm. many, many times, uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Um, so as my time in unity, whether wherever I was living, um, kept evolving and growing, there was a time, and it was when I first came to Eau Claire, there was a study group here, and because I had unity experience, um, they asked me to get involved on the board, and that group was at a time where they were ready to uh, start looking at hiring a minister and getting maybe building a church or looking for a building. So I was very involved with that, involved with the hiring of the first minister. And it was that minister, Catherine Brenson, who said when she taught her first class, I, she said to me, I want you to take this for credit. And I said, no, I don't need that. But she pushed it, and so that's when I started doing classes for credit and ended up down at Unity Village doing classes there. And, you know, over the next 10 years, got my licensed teacher status, and and the church was without a minister, and they said, well, you're a licensed teacher. Why don't you take over leadership? We'll see how it goes. It went well. I applied for the field license program, which at that time for me was four-year program, and got ordained. And so was 
uh, the minister there for 13 years, which I just retired from. Mm-hmm. But all along, yeah. you know, unity teachings have been just a real uh, rock for me in my spiritual growth. And another thing I've always liked about unity is you have permission to, um, you know, seek other places and other sources in addition to using unity. So I've always appreciated that. For sure. Could you pinpoint a couple things about, uh, again, the spiritual principles that you get in uh, unity that support your recovery? Well, knowing that and really totally embracing now and knowing in my heart of hearts that um, that this essence, this divinity, uh, this power, that it's within all of us, it's not something we have to search for outside of ourselves. And that, and tools for knowing how to access that. And just knowing that that's always there no matter what we're going through in life. Uh, just an incredible resource. Um, because life will come and living situations will come and, uh, that we'll grow through. And that that power, that essence is always there for us. All we mm-hmm. have to do is remember that and, and reach out and seek it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's always right there for sure. Right, right. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, obviously when you got involved in leadership in the, the church there in Eau Claire, that's a way of stepping out into the community. And you've done uh, so many other things. And now, uh, even since you were uh, here on Spirit of Recovery uh, a little bit over, or around a year ago, you've you've gotten involved in something else. But um, so Tell us, and that's good. I love it. I love watching. <laughs> it's like you go, girl. It's incredible. So, what was kind of some of the first things that you did back uh, earlier on in your recovery to to reach out into the community in, in terms of your participation and getting out there and helping create well, a better world? Early in recovery or early in my ministry? Well, Abba, in your uh, in recovery. Yeah, early in recovery, I, you know, I was still going through that place where I was very, very shy, and uh, so I wasn't that involved outside of AA. I uh, did some things within the AA circles. Um, I was, I had children I was raising, I had to work, and so I didn't have the same kind of time that I do now. One thing about getting older and empty nesting is it opens up an incredible um, amount of time that you can get more involved out in community. And so some of that involvement didn't come till later in my life. Right. What first impelled you, and what was one of the first things you did, and what impelled you out into your community? Why did you decide to do that? Because you've, you've said a couple times now that, oh, you were shy, but um, yeah, you, sure, you sure don't act shy. Something pushed you out <laughs> no. there. So. Well, it was really AA that helped me with that because, you know, when you go to a meeting, you're expected to, I mean, you can pass, but there's expectation to share and I remember the sharing at my one-year anniversary and how I told my whole life story in five minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) very rapidly. Mm -hmm. And it was just continuing to push myself to do that. And then after that, I I went back to school and did a lot of uh, education during those next years. And all of that really helped me, too, with being able to um, find my voice. I'd like to mm-hmm. call it that, finding my voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, and that's, I, I love that idea of finding your voice. What does that mean mm-hmm. to you? Well, that means first the willingness. you got to be willing to want to do that. You know, they say there's two biggest fears in life. One is death and dying because we don't know what that's going to be like. But the second biggest fear is public speaking. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I noticed that I would admire people who really had good skills of public speaking. And so I knew that that was something that might be within me since I was, I was so drawn to it. Mm-hmm. And so I would watch people and talk with people who I thought had some really good skills. 
and and then just like anything, you know, it's practice, practice, practice. You got to just keep doing it until one day it comes easier. Um, some of that comes with the confidence of getting feedback from people, and when you have, you know, I can, you know, I, I, would, I got to the point where I was pretty comfortable at my church um, with my. I, with my people there, the congregation, uh, but still some fears about speaking up out in public. And I don't know, it's just from all the involvement of all the committees and boards that I've been serving on. And and uh, I just, it's time, I think, and it's just doing, it's like going, that thing about going to, or how do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> practice, <laughs> mm-hmm. practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So uh I know you're on the Eau Claire Board of Supervisors. Um so yeah. what what's what's rewarding to you about that? You know, it's the um county board mm-hmm. and in our community we have both a city council and a county board. And I so when they asked me if I would consider doing that, you know, my first reaction was, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not on my radar to get involved in that way. Um, but I saw it as a way to bring a consciousness, you know, and an energy, maybe not even through words, but to bring this essence that we know about in unity into that arena. And I can really see that at work. Um, I like to network. I like to connect with people. I like building relationships one-on-one. I really think that's the reason we're here is to to um, build relationship. And so I saw it as an opportunity to bring the belief system and the tools that we are given in unity into into a setting that you don't normally think about that being there. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I had to offer a reflection, the meetings start with a reflection, and they share that among the supervisors. And I had not looked at the agenda going in, and that was kind of unusual. And I got in the room, and somebody said, Oh, Sandy, you're going to do the reflection tonight. which came by total surprise. I had about five minutes. I quickly went to my phone and scrolled for daily words that I get, Mm -hmm. you know, electronically. Mm -hmm. And the one that popped up was listen. Mm -hmm. And I read that as my reflection and said how important it is as we represent constituents from this community that we are good listeners. And then I sat down and silently said a prayer, thank you, Unity. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Daily Word, for people that don't know, is Unity's uh, monthly publication. It has daily readings in it, wonderful, inspiring readings. Just so You can yeah. get it electronically or you can buy paper copies or get subscriptions. But anyway, that's wonderful. So, so uh I love that. It must have really uplifted an, an atmosphere there when you shared that. I think it did. Um, uh-huh. And it was it was just, uh, you know, I have those things happen like that all the time. So that's how I see God at work in my life. Right. <laughs> always, always there at the last minute, even if I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You bet. So... That's great. Do you, do you have another example of a time on, with the Board of Supervisors or something related to that where you felt like you did bring a consciousness? I'm sure there's been many, many and just, just the atmosphere, but anything else that stands out? Well, yeah, you, and the Laura? one thing I'm most proud of the last, I just been finishing my uh, first term, which is two years, and I'm running again uh, unopposed, so I mm-hmm. say that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Uh, a year ago in the summer, um, not this summer, but a year ago, we passed the living wage ordinance for the county. Yay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that was a big deal. And 
it went, um, I learned a lot about how you might, you know, how government works, things I didn't really know before. They had been working a year on that resolution, putting it together, getting support. And it was very contentious, and it was very close. It was split. The board was pretty well split, evenly, on whether or not they wanted to pass that. And it was the longest meeting in uh, the county's history. It went until 1 a.m. And I kept thinking, you know, everybody then will give their reasons for how they're voting and why. And so I kept really exploring deep within me, why why am I in favor of this? And what finally came to me, which is what I shared, was I was casting my vote in favor of this because there were children who lived in homes where parents, whether one parent or two parents, didn't make a living wage. And those children don't have a vote. So mm-hmm. my vote was cast for those children. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I felt pretty proud, really good about that because that was something that came from deep within me. So I know that was given to me by God. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's powerful. And it so passed. Think- it passed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's like, it's true, again, I don't want to get off into politics here, but but I think it's true that when we, any of us, are coming from that place of spirit, from that place of deeper values, that we do things that really are good for everybody, and yeah. um, that really are come from compassion and understanding of how it is. Well, and we one of the things I learned other. in the mm-hmm. last two years is women have to be asked more than once to run for office. Hmm. And men do not have to be asked. They just do it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow. we currently have 15 women running for county board supervisors. And Yay. In wow. April, and we've got five women running for the city council. Uh-huh. That, that, I think, is huge. Um, yes. That never happened before in our history here. Uh-huh. And so I do think that's what some part of what's going on nationally. Mm-hmm. And that and Eau Claire is a really progressive city and so I'm really pleased to be part of now they've come to me as a woman who has been serving and we had nine. There's twenty nine supervisors and we had nine women, but for if if everyone got seated who was running, we would have 15 women on the county board, which we would have the majority. Wow. wow. I think that might be national news. <laughs> I bet it will be. I think if it happens, y'all better make sure it is, for sure. And, you know, and you're, so you, were, you have been part, as you say, you've been part of, the, of uh, initiating that because you've yeah. been out there. You stood well, up. And, you st- yeah, I, mm-hmm. I went and I talked to several women about running and saying, hey, I've done it two years. It's been a good experience. It's a way to get back to your community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying that work. Absolutely. And, uh, again, I'm just going to say it out loud here. It's your recovery that's really made all that possible. If recovery yes. wasn't there, I'm guessing you wouldn't be doing this. I'm guessing I wouldn't either. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty pretty open with my recovery. Um, Uh You know, I don't go around talking about it all the time, but I'm pretty open when I introduce myself. Uh Uh, If I feel it's in the place that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there was something came out of Hazleton uh, this last couple of years about people in long-term recovery need to be open about it. Right. Mm-hmm. They were in the 50s, and somehow that went back underground again. Right. And and because of the anonymous thing, well, anonymous thing is important in the beginning when you're first sober, I think, and for people to feel safe to come in and and get help. But I think once you've been shown that you can live a happy, sober life, we need to be vocal about it. 
Right, because it helps people see that recovery happens, and there's so many. I don't remember the figures now, but there are millions and millions of recovering people in the United States alone. Yeah. I mean, life life can be productive and positive, and that's the face of addiction and, fun and, and recovery. Hmm? <laughs> what? Fun and joy-filled. That's right. Absolutely. Fun yep. and joy-filled. Um, and, you know, that's so important that that people see that, that recovery works. Um, yeah. It does work. It really works. And, again, uh, people's, everybody's path into recovery is different. And, and uh, as you noted earlier on, sometimes uh, it's for some folks it's a struggle. And right. it happens. It can happen. Recovery yeah. works. Absolutely, it does. It's time for our break. So um, we're going to take a little short break here. And um, listeners, stay with us. Our topic today is recovery plus joy equals inspired living. And my guest Sandy here is talking with us about long-term recovery and about uh, how she's so engaged in the community and uh, how recovery, the foundation of recovery is just really what's made that happen. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Spirit of Recovery. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. Available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, uh, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your host, and our topic today is Recovery Plus Joy Equals Inspired Living. And uh, my guest is Sandy M., and she is sharing with us about long-term recovery and about how uh, her recovery has launched her into all kinds of leadership in the community and all kinds of involvement. So before we get back to our conversation, I invite you to share with me a brief meditation the Serenity Minute. I invite you to relax, to uh, make that conscious contact, allow yourself to be open in your mind and heart to the love of your higher power. Feel relaxation as it moves from the crown of your head all the way through your body temple. Allow your heart and mind to be open and share with me this constructive idea. I am joyful and inspired. I am fully engaged in living. 
I am joyful and inspired. I am fully engaged in living. And now we take a moment in the quiet. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Unit, and I trust that that was an opportunity for you to open up and make conscious contact with your higher power. So now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Sandy, and she is uh, sharing with us. She's a Unity Minister, uh, fairly recently retired. She's a member of the Board of County Supervisors in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. She's on uh, the president of Jonah, which is an interfaith organization that she'll be sharing with us about. And she's on the advisory circle of an organization called Venerable Women, as well as she's on some other boards. So she's going to be sharing with us about that. So, um, Sandy, tell us first of all about Jonah. I know you've been involved with that for quite a while now. What is it and what do you all do? Yeah, Jonah stands for Joining Our Neighbors, Advancing Hope, and it's uh, interfaith groups that bring uh, faith communities together to explore social justice issues in our own community, and rather than putting Band-Aids on those, uh, seeking out what's an underlying issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, I brought... I was involved with Jonah from its beginnings in Eau Claire, 10 years. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. And the thing that I've always really um, admired and wanted to participate in bringing faith together. You know, I think we've seen such division in uh, faith groups that, that just really felt an important thing for me to be involved in. So that was one thing that... Um, attracted me to the Jonah work, and I also, it was at the same time that the larger unity movement was telling us, we need to be outside of our walls and be doing uh, social justice work in our communities, and so those two things came to me at the same time, and I really think Jonah helped make me a better minister, and I saw that the a percentage of the population in the congregation was really looking for something to deepen them spiritually, and it was the social justice work. And I'm very proud of the work that Jonah has done in this community. We just two years ago started working with um, ex-prisoners mm-hmm. organizing, and that's a group of people who formerly incarcerated who are becoming part of the solution. Uh, in changing their lives around. And I know I've been able to attend some of the mass task force held by the district attorney in town. Mm-hmm. And we've invited people from the expo group to the table. And from which group is this? I didn't understand what you said. What group? Uh, ex-prisoners organized. Oh, oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. So formerly incarcerated. Right. who are going through the programs that our treatment courts have. Great. And then they are becoming part of the solution mm-hmm. of how do we, how do we, um, what are things we need to change within the system of uh, especially related to incarceration. So that's one of our big projects right now. Another is immigration, and then we've, over those 10 years, also worked a lot with environmental issues. So Jonah's just been very close to my heart, and when they were without a president when I retired, I said, okay, I could do that for a couple. It's a two-year term. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just able to sit down one-on-one with a minister from an evangelical church, and spoke for two hours. Mm-hmm. And. I've been starting those conversations with, can we find one thing we could agree on? Mm. 
there's such divisiveness now, and we mm-hmm. see that mm-hmm. even in even in faith communities. Mm-hmm. And I really think we all need to start getting asking that question of everybody who comes across our path. Is there one thing we could agree on, and then start from there? I, you know, he he said he'd look through the material for Jonah, and he knew he had some very conservative people that they could not be a member of Jonah. Mm-hmm. But he said we could we could be a friend of Jonah. Wow. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> That's and good. I thought, well, this is a start, you know. This you is bet. A start of, um, maybe even just starting the conversation, and so that's the Jonah work. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's... it's because of the Jonah work and the other things I've been involved with. Many of the reasons I've been able to do that is this organization called Venerable Women. Hmm. Which, Tell us about which, it. Yeah. yeah. My a very dear friend, uh, Don Morningstar, who's our, also a Unity, uh, been with Unity for many years over in Minnesota. She was inspired by a statement by the Dalai Lama that said it's the Western world who will, the Western woman who will change the world. Hmm. And uh, this, there's a book called Venerable Women, Transform Ourselves, Transform the World. Venerable means worthy of honor, love, and respect by virtue of wisdom and experience. And it was her belief that um, from our experiences that we can then be a resource for other women in the world. And in the book, she has come up with 12 B attitudes. Uh, four are related to ourselves, four are related to our connection with our divine, and four related to our relationship with others. Hmm. Uh, it's just an incredible resource and has been a, a real gift in my life. I've been able to work with Don for probably over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been gifted in my lifetime with many, many incredible teachers. Um, you one of them. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I thank you for being there when I was uh, going to classes at Unity Village. That's right. Yeah, that's where we yeah. met. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things, uh, I'm going to kind of go back to Jonah and then also to Venerable Women, but you said that participating in Jonah helped you be a better minister. And how how is that? How did it help you be a better minister? Well, Jonah is one thing that really got me out in the community, and um, and an opportunity to um, speak up in other places other than in my own church. And then I was offered some training opportunities. It's uh, they're given to an organization called Gamaliel, mm-hmm. which is an international group that provides the training. Um, Joan is part of another group statewide that's called Wisdom. Mm. And we we believe in the power of um, going off to these week-long trainings. They're called week-long. And in those trainings, um, you're guided to help to what is deep inside of you that inspires you and wants you to get out of bed in the morning. And if mm-hmm. we can tap into that for ourselves and for others and then and get involved just in those things that address that, when we do that work, we're energized. We're not depleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people who, you know, get into doing a lot of volunteer work get burned out. Yeah. Uh, but if they're doing it from something they really care deeply about and have passion for, um, it it does energize you. That's what I've found. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so those trainings and then a real focus on one-on-one relationships. That, that, and again, that's where I, a message I got from Venerable Women, from Jonah, from that uh, week-long training with Gamaliel. Gamaliel is the organization that Barack Obama worked for when he was right out of college. Hmm. How do you spell that? And, uh, G-A-M-A-L-I-E-L. It's from the Bible. Okay. Right. The prophet, yeah. The prophet who said, mm-hmm. is, 
if this is of God, <laughs> to Paul, when he went out to preach, if mm-hmm. this is of God, right. it will be successful. If not, it will fail. Mm-hmm. So that's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. Is that a nationwide organization? Could anybody look that up if they were interested? Yeah, it's in right now. They're in 20 states, and I think they have uh, something in Canada and in England. Wow. And they have a website, yeah. Mm-hmm. But incredible training, and uh, I really give that some credit for my willingness to come out of my shell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, you, you said you'd been involved, too, with the Venerable Women and uh, for t- over 10 years, and you, you shared some things with us that you get from that. What's, what's the power of women getting together with other women in a positive way? But, you know, I was just sharing a, a story this morning with a gal who was uh, struggling with something as a parent. And I can remember when I first started connecting with other women, and that didn't come for me till later in life. Um, and it was it was really because of all the different kinds of uh, retreats and experiences that I found um through unity and how powerful those connections, to me, the one-on-one connections are the most important where you you really build relationships and know people are there for you when life happens because everybody's going to have experiences they go through that are hard to get through. Mm-hmm. And I, it just really seems like such a powerful thing for me. I don't know if it works that way for all women. I think it does. Um, mm-hmm. But in her, this morning in her sharing some issues with a child, I was able then to relate to, well, here's something happening in my life and here's how it worked for me. And and I think that sharing back and forth in such a, and being able, willing to listen, really listen. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's all we need is just somebody really listening. Mhm. Yeah. Right. Mhm. Yeah, really making that connection for sure. Right. Mhm. Yep. So, um I know you're you're on some other boards as well. So, you were and you were saying that in retirement that uh, that's really beneficial to you. Is uh tell us some more about that. Uh, well, the two other boards I serve on currently, um, one is called Northern Spirit Radio, um, probably a similar concept to Unity FM, mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. they, it's um, a local person who has developed a radio program that one is Song of the Soul and the other is Spirit in Action, and he does interviews much like you're doing. Great. And we are now in 14 states on 33 stations, and it's all online. So it's the same kind of similar concept. So if people and want he, to listen to it, how would they find that? Oh, org. <laughs> all right, northernspiritradio.org. Okay, good. Well, maybe we got him some new listeners. Okay, go ahead. And like, and like you, he's an incredible interviewer. He's really excellent and Content is always good, and those are all archived, so you can go listen uh-huh. anytime. So I'm very uh-huh. similar to the concept you're using here. Uh-huh. And then I'm uh, also on a board called Chippewa Valley Post, which is an online newspaper hmm. that were a man started in this community about three years ago. I do. I'm an entrepreneur. I love to start things. I like to be involved in things as they start up. Mm-hmm. And so both of those are fairly recent, and and two. Even though I've known Don for ten years, Venerable Women is quite new too. The book was just published a year ago, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, so I do like being part of some new entity that's starting mm-hmm. and giving my time and energy. It with retirement, you know, when I worked, it was harder to have time for all those things, although all of those I did do while I was still working full time. Mm-hmm. And but now it's something that 
it gets me out of the house. I can isolate. Mm-hmm. I can isolate easily, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's not healthy. So I, I need right. the interaction with people. I need the reason to uh, leave, especially in this cold weather. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you have a lot of snow. Do you have snow up there on the ground? We're having a lot of cold, and uh, we got about mm-hmm. ten inches on the ground right now. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, too. Uh, you know, like most people, groan when you talk about going to meetings. I like meetings, and uh, uh, I am on four committees for the county board, so. I, I have a very full calendar when I look at the month. <laughs> I bet you do. That's good. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm just thankful that I'm still uh, healthy and have the energy and willingness and the want to. I say you yeah. got to have the want to. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, share with us a little bit, Sandy, about how uh, – uh, this, all of your activity and uh, your engagement affects your spiritual life. And it's not like all this separate. I mean, it's all, to me, it's all our spiritual life. But uh, yeah. how, how do you think this affects you spiritually? I think as I, if, as I keep um, my spiritual life number one, just like recovery, you got to keep that number one. Um, that whenever you're making decisions or anything you're going to do in life, you got to put that always first. Um, for me, sobriety is that way, and and spirituality—they're just are so intertwined for me. Mm-hmm. And that I need to be doing those things to take care of myself: meditation, my prayer work, and that if I if I'm always doing that then I have the time and the energy for all the rest of it to fall in place. Mm-hmm. What are some uh, spiritual insights that you have gotten from being so involved in the community? Well, this, this that came this last year was um, when we're hearing and seeing so much divisiveness even within families. Uh, is can we find one thing we can agree on? I just think that's so important. Mm-hmm. No matter how far apart or separated, I really think we all have to start saying that to ourselves when mm-hmm. we're going to interact with somebody else. Can we just find one thing we could agree on and start from there? Right. Yep. Yeah, it makes a lot of difference. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anything else, any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us here as we're wrapping up about um, long-term recovery and and getting engaged? I think uh, my words of wisdom would come from that conversation this morning where we tend to look at success in life uh, still, many of us do from a financial place. And if if I was going to be judged on how successful I was by my bank account, I'm way down at the bottom of the pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one place I'm still working on. You know, I say we we come into this life and with challenges that we'll all have to deal with and. Uh, that's my last. <laughs> I think if I could get that one uh, accomplished in this lifetime, I probably don't have to come back again. <laughs> it's, not, it's not looking good right now. <laughs> oh, well. Uh-huh. And if we could look at success in, um, you know, how many people have we helped today? Who have we smiled at? Those little tiny things that we can each of us do every day when we're out and about and I, I'm amazed sometimes you can walk into a store and never make eye contact with anybody including mm-hmm. the park and walk out and if we could take time to really pay attention to everything that's going on around us we'll begin to see the magic that's there for everyone for every day and you just pay attention to be observant um, 
and to help others find the joy in their lives. Well, that's wisdom. It sure is. Thank you. Sandy, thanks for being my guest today. I appreciate it. You really have a lot to share, and and you inspire me, and I know inspire everybody that's hearing you today. Thank you. Thanks for you to ask me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You betcha. So, um, again, my guest is Sandy McKinney. We've been talking about recovery plus joy equals inspired living. And um, so uh, I want to share with you listeners something new that's going to be happening here at Spirit of Recovery on March the 6th. Spirit of Recovery is going to be having a new host starting March 6th. So I'll still be hosting the rest of uh, this month of February. And um, I'll be introducing our the new host later this month. But uh, I really got the message from my higher power that um, I've been hosting this now and, and got this going uh, in 2010 and have just loved it and just really been enjoying it. And my higher power is, is uh, calling me to do some other things that will be supportive of the recovery community. So I'm delighted. I'm going to be turning it over to a wonderful host, and uh, you'll get to meet her later in the month. So. Uh, Just know that's coming, and I'll be posting about it on the Spirit of Recovery Facebook page. And I want to thank all of you for listening today and all the times that you listen here on Spirit of Recovery, because you are the Spirit of Recovery. So have a wonderful week, and I'll be back with you next week with another incredible guest and uh, right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It's been said that the way to build a peaceful world is one person at a time. Think about it. Haven't we all been in situations where one person's attitude, his or her state of mind and way of being, had a profound effect on everyone in the group? We may have seen times when the effect was negative, caused by gossip or backbiting. But we've all seen times where one person changed an environment in a positive way. By maintaining a friendly attitude of goodwill toward everyone, He or she gradually influenced more and more members of the group to do the same. Before long, the positive attitude became the norm. Peace began with one person. I look for opportunities to be that person. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. It is the birthright of each and every one of us to live an awakened life. Most religions and spiritual traditions teach us that we need to adopt a certain belief system or follow some prescribed steps to attain a state of enlightenment. A long-held belief about awakening is that only a small number of people destined to become gurus or spiritual teachers can attain it. It is certainly true that until recent times, only a small number of people on the planet had attained this state of full self-realization. These saints, mystics, and spiritual masters were seen as special. They certainly were at the time. However, times are changing. 
This message was brought to you by T.J. Woodward, host of Awakened Living Radio. Learn more from T.J. on his weekly podcasts. Episodes are available on UnityOnlineRadio.org, iTunes, and Google Play Music. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.